I'm Anya, and I spent decades compartmentalizing and suppressing the different parts of myself. I woke up at age 40 exhausted, confused, and completely out of alignment. These days, I am definitely not your run-of-the-mill bored housewife. So if you are tired of the shame narrative around sex and pleasure, and you're ready to be all facets of yourself, let's create sexual alchemy. This is a Soulfire production. Hello, hello everyone. It is great to be with you this week, and I'm recording this before, but it is June, people. How in the hell has this year been going by so, so quickly? (laughs) I cannot believe, and I don't know where you all are, but the weather in Colorado has been acting drunk the last few days. It was literally in the 90s, and then it snowed this weekend, and we had quite the storm, and then now it's beautiful out again. So this is the weather in Colorado in springtime as we jump into summer. It does act a bit bipolar, but that is part of the charm, I suppose. (laughs) So anyway, happy June. I hope everybody's doing great. This week, the conversation that I had and that I have for all of you, was actually recorded on Mother's Day when E and I were on a little vacation out east. We were in Boston, and the episode that was out last week also was recorded in that trip. And luckily, I just have some really beautiful people in my life who live out that way. And today's guest is just such a treat. For those of you who have been following me either on Instagram or on Twitter, and are aware of the Slut Sister movement that my girlfriend Scarlett and I are co-creating together. The woman today on the show is by far one of my favorite OG Slut Sisters. And she and I got to know one another a little bit just via Twitter prior to attending a lifestyle event together last fall. And it was at that event where I just knew we were going to be fast friends And you fast forward to today, and that's exactly what we are. We are sisters, we are friends, we are both mothers, and we had such a fun conversation after sharing a little brunch together in her hometown of Boston. And I think you all are going to just really enjoy this conversation. Vixen is an incredible woman, an incredible mother, an incredible sister, an incredible wife. And she is just filled with energy and shares her journey through the lifestyle over the last 15 years and as she has transitioned into becoming a sex worker on OnlyFans. And I highly encourage you to check her out. And I know that this isn't the last that we'll hear from her. So enjoy the conversation and have a gorgeous day. Happy Mother's Day. Same to you. (laughs) This is fantastic. I know. And this is what I always find is that we start talking about all these really fun things that would be really great to capture because other people, if you and I are sitting here as two moms, sexually open, wanting to be able to embrace all these pieces of ourselves, 
other people want that too. And so they want to hear, how are you processing it? Because this is how I'm processing it. (laughs) Right, exactly. And so we're two moms sitting here in a hotel room in Boston on Mother's Day. Away from our kids. (laughs) Away from our kids. Talking about how it is to be a part of this lifestyle where... Of course, we never lose track of the fact that we're mothers. We always love them, put them first, and we are sexually sovereign beings who want to explore this part of ourselves. Yes. It's an interesting dynamic to live through, for sure. (laughs) How to enjoy our sexual freedom and being out there, but also protect them. You know, you don't know what they're ready to know or not know. You know, your kids are a little bit younger than mine. But, a little, yes. But, mm-hmm. you know, they're teenagers. I got one going off to college and I'm not sure he's ready to hear this part of my life. Right. So. And it's, you know, we talk a lot about within the lifestyle context, we talk about boundaries. We talk about consent. We want to make sure that everybody who is participating in something is there free of choice and is expressing their own choice and boundaries within that. Our children don't have the opportunity necessarily to say like, hey, I'm in for this before they find out. Right. Right, Exactly. So if it's foisted upon them or they learn about it through some avenue that's not a controlled mechanism, it feels really bad because perhaps their boundary is they wouldn't want to know that you know, at this point in their life. And we want to honor that for them because they are their own individual sovereign beings. And maybe this isn't part of the framework they want in their life. And also, you you know, I like to keep it, I don't need them to find out from their friends. I don't Mm -hmm. need their friends to know what I'm doing before they know. And, you know, the judgment that may happen, and then they're affected by my life choices when they don't really need to be. What do you say to people who say things like, well, if you don't want them to know about it, Vixen, then you shouldn't be doing it. It's tough. tough. That is a really hard situation. I have responses, but it is tough. It makes you think. It makes you like take a pause and think like, okay, let me... Let me think through. How do I really feel about that? Right. Especially since I put that part of my life online. Mm -hmm. You know, that is in an open forum. I mean, I've blocked their Twitter accounts, but really, (laughs) is it totally blocked? Right. How does that really work? I don't know for sure. You know, are their friends going to find me? Possibly. And Um, just because we choose to be parents does not mean that we choose to give up our own identities. Right. And that is one thing that my husband and I have always done you know people always say oh you should put your kids first and my kids are first they do absolutely but first honestly my relationship with my husband when my kids are gone that's what's i need to make sure that the guy i'm sitting next to on the couch i can have a conversation with yeah you know and i didn't put my kids there first but my relationship and who i am with my husband is first first right if that makes sense no it makes complete sense because without that first first they don't exist exactly exactly and i need to learn how to live when they're gone they're going to move out right they're going that's everybody's life life trajectories they are not always going to identify first and foremost as vixen's child correct right they're going to have their their own relationships they're going to have their own kids someday probably you know and i need to be able to have the relationship with my husband i see so many relationships where their marriages fizzle because Mm. they've forgotten that piece of them 
that right. wife part first. Right. They become mom and then they just go into like some sort of a cave. Right. They become lost in that role. Exactly. Rather than staying in tune with who they are right. as like an identified human separate from the Exactly. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it's, it's certainly absolutely every expression of how you want to live your life is welcome. And if you identify first, foremost, and only as mom, that's your choice. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of, for some of us, there are other aspects of our beingness that we have to really be able to explore in order to feel whole. Right. Exactly. I am mom first mm -hmm. to them. To them. But to my husband, I am wife first. Right. And so... You know, I have to really balance that. And, you know, my husband works a lot. He's not home a lot. So if I don't put that as a priority mm -hmm. when he is around, then we suffer as a couple mm -hmm. and becomes, I don't want to call it jealousy of my own children, but like putting him first makes everything else better And I, for me personally. Yeah. yeah. You know, I know that my kids are my everything, but the relationship that I have with my husband is definitely number one it has to be yeah or else none of this lifestyle works for sure I mean, right <laughs> you can't possibly do all the things that we do as a couple right and not have that strong foundation absolutely so and i would i feel as though i've been in conversation with individuals before who say like as soon as we had children my relationship with my wife became non-existent mm, i've heard that too and it, it is only now about our children and and i'm lost and i don't feel like i'm a part of that and i don't feel like i matter like i'm important right and so i think the way that you're expressing about your relationship with your husband i think shows it doesn't it doesn't have to be that way and certainly i am not saying that stepping into a non-monogamous container or the lifestyle or anything like that is the answer correct <laughs> i totally agree with you there <laughs> because we both know how fraught it can be with difficulty as well mm -hmm. but it does have an element of reorienting you toward the relationship that if you are not introduced to something else after you have children and they become your life, because that's what that type of epic love does. I mean, when you hold a child in your arms for the first or second or third time right. for the first time again, it does something to you and, and it can allow you to reorient yourself only to that being in your arms. And this is one framework, lifestyle, openness, whatever. Mm -hmm that kind of reorients you back to the person in front of you that you created life with right? to say like, okay, here's our chance to really focus on what this relationship, this primary relationship really is, could be, what do we want for it? Yeah. And I think when people have children, you automatically assume that this part of your life is something that it makes you feel guilty, that you're doing something for yourself because, mm -hmm. you know, it goes all the way back to self-care, right? Yeah. How many women and men put themselves aside because they feel like they have to cater yeah. to this life they brought into the world and they're trying to raise and teach them and, mm -hmm. you know, nourish them and grow, right? So, right. you know, how do I have time for me when I really need to spend time raising this person that I just created right <laughs> like holy cow right so Which is huge so not only i mean some people say i can't even find time to go to the gym never mind a sexual 
type of relationship with right. other people, right? I barely right. have time to go to the bathroom, you know? I'm like hiding in the closet eating a snack, you know? And I'm supposed Mom. to... Right, exactly. <laughs> and I'm supposed to find time now to explore my sexuality too. Right. That's mom guilt to the 10th degree. Absolutely. And so until you can really separate that, mm -hmm. it's difficult. It is difficult. Yeah. All right. So we jumped in. We I jumped know. right into we motherhood. Let's, Mother's let's, Day. <laughs> let's reorient. Obviously, there's a little intro that I'll be able to record and introduce people <laughs> to you. But obviously, we jumped into the fact that you're a mother, that you are in a relationship that is open in some ways or other. We haven't really defined that yet. So tell <laughs> us a little bit about you, your relationship construct, you know, I'm not a huge one for labels, but at the same time, just to orient the listener to sure. who you are and how you're approaching life and, you know, what does your container look like? However you want to describe that, the floor is yours. Okay, great. <laughs> I think if you were to put us in that container, we would identify ourselves as a stag-vixen relationship. My husband enjoys sharing me with other men. We've been at this now for over 15 years. Wow. I know. We haven't even been married 15 years. I but... was going to say, <laughs> have we you did... been married long enough to be at this 15 years? Well, we did things a little bit backwards. We had all of our kids first and then got Love married. It. But, Love it. But, you know, that's, that's okay. Absolutely. Well, the reason for that is that I didn't want to be pregnant in my wedding gown. I wanted to be a beautiful princess, as in shape as I could be. Mm -hmm. And I kept pushing it out until I lost that baby weight, which <laughs> never happened. Does it ever happen? <laughs> <laughs> which never happened. But anyway, we finally did it in uh, 2007. But we have been at this for a long time. You know, it actually started from a place of what would have been potentially infidelity on mm. my part. I was at a Christmas party at my work Christmas party and I got a little too close to a gentleman friend and I called my husband and I said, you have to come get me because I'm about to go home with this guy and it's not a good thing. Yeah. You know, I love you and I, I'm not into that. I do not. I came from a relationship where yeah. infidelities happened and I'm not about that life. Mm -hmm. And he came and he picked me up and we talked about it and I was beyond drunk at this party and we went home and we had probably the best sex we've ever had <laughs> at that point. Yeah. And he said that he fell in love with me even more that night because I was honest enough to tell him what happened. Yeah. And it ended up turning him on. Yeah. And from that moment, we explored this life of the hot wife life and yeah. found, you know, I hadn't really been into porn that much. And we were talking about different porn genres and he said, what's your favorite porn genre? And I said, it's a uh, threesome porn. And mm -hmm. he immediately thought it was two women and a guy. And I'm like, no, <laughs> that is Let not set you straight. what I'm talking about. I said, I want multiple guys, one girl. Yeah. He's like, okay, that's an interesting, you know, he immediately went for the mm -hmm. girl, girl, mm -hmm. which has never really been my genre. Okay. So anyway, so that's how we started getting into learning more about this whole life. And then from there, it sort of snowballed into finding the cuck porn, which of course we've all talked about is like just fake. It's terrible. <laughs> but it's how we got into this whole sure. situation. We were following that sort of genre. And for the first, oh my gosh, most of this 15 years, I played alone. Mm. And I went on dates and I would send him pictures and videos from these dates sometimes, which we learned <laughs> is not the way he wants it. <laughs> he wants it all the time. All the time is what he would prefer. Okay. <laughs> yep. Unless there's like a rapport, right? Mm -hmm. And here we are today. We've, uh, we 
keep exploring and just changing with the times. And the more we talk about it and share the experiences, we find that other things are turning us on. Yeah. And it's where we are today. Yeah, I, I apologize in a certain sense to my listeners because Vixen and I have had the chance to spend some time together at lifestyle events. Mm. We also just got to have two or three hours together over brunch and martinis and mimosas. <laughs> so sorry that you're catching up a little bit here. But one of the things that is super fascinating to me, like when I think about your journey, I think about a woman who, as we just discussed, you're a mother, your children are incredibly important to you, as is your primary partnership. And I love this avenue that you're exploring for yourself around content, around OnlyFans mm. and all of that. So I've heard you're a mom. I've heard how this started in your relationship. So now we jump into OnlyFans and, you know, putting it out there. I mean, that's a form of sex work, which... I throw no shame at. Mm -hmm. I think I embrace it. It's it's wonderful because it's choice. Yeah. And you are in choice and you are incredibly sovereign in this. You you are really driving that train. And so I want to hear a little bit how, okay, you got integrated into lifestyle things. You've been exploring for 15 years. That's another big jump. Like what brought you to that cliff? Well, I don't exactly know how it came about. I mean, we've been doing this for a long time and, and actually we had a Twitter account mm -hmm. years ago. Okay. That my husband ran. It was called Love Couple. Ooh, um, I'm looking yeah. you up. It's is it long gone. gone. It is so that's what happened. So it got the axe, right? And we had at the time, I mean, this he was literally sharing pictures of like just my butt at like the baseball snack shack. <laughs> like it wasn't sex. It was yeah. it was just really it was like my butt. Yeah. <laughs> Your butt. Did it get know. shut down by you or by Twitter? By Twitter. Ah, yeah. Twitter's come a long way. It certainly has. And at the time we had, I want to say at our highest follower count, we had like 159,000 followers at one point. Good God. This was years ago. So this was before Twitter is what it is now. We were like, I would consider us the pioneers of the Twitter space. 100%. When it came, like people who are really big right now. My husband will say, they followed us back then. Yeah. They followed this account. And so I won't name names, but um, <laughs> but we know who you are. And there was no sex on it. There was nothing. And when they shut us down, we got so pissed that we just left Twitter for years. Mm -hmm. We left Twitter for probably three or four years. So we're like, forget it. We're not going to be on Twitter anymore. You stink. Yeah. And so then we started our new accounts again. And then we were getting more voyeuristic, I guess you want to call it. And we're attending more events and people were watching in these events. We did went to the voyeur rooms and things like that. And we just enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a woman, when you're going to get attention, right, it's like, yeah. it just feels good. Yeah. And so we were just living the hot wife life and just started, we always recorded it. And yeah. so it kind of just lent itself to, hey, there's some people out there making some pretty good money. And I'm, you know, I had to come home from my job for reasons that I had to take care of with my son. And so we said, you know, this could be fun to just kind of might as well make looking for an additional stream of income. Right. Like, exactly. And, not? you know, I'm already doing it. It's already out there. Might as well see if I can make a little Monetizing. money. Yeah. yeah. So just like the flow just happened. Yeah. Like organically. Yeah. And so I didn't really go into it saying like, okay, I'm going to be an OnlyFans girl. And yeah. It just was like, all right, we're already sharing this journey. Yeah. We might as well see if 
we can monetize it and do, you know, we have someone, one of our sons going to college. We're like, this could be good. (laughs) We need a little help here. (laughs) We all need a little help in that realm for sure. So how long have you been in the OnlyFans realm? So I've had my OnlyFans for, I started in February of 2021, but I never really did it. I started it up and I said, okay, I'll throw some stuff on there. I don't know if I really want to do this yet. And so I didn't really do much with it for months. Mm-hmm. If you look at my first year of like income in total, I don't even think I got a 1099. <laughs> like I had nothing. And then I said, okay, I, I want to take this seriously. And I had some friends who do it who said, you're stupid because you can make some really good money. Mm-hmm. Like you're a good looking woman. You do this hot wife life. It's a genre that people love yeah. to follow. Yeah. And you know, people like the amateur side of it. For sure. You know, as far as like, this is a real woman who this is what she does for fun. She's mm-hmm. not doing it to sell things. Mm-hmm. She's putting out there what she's already doing. Exactly. And right. that is the way that, yeah. And, and there's people like so to many see people that. that are attracted to it. Like, mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I mean, I enjoy amateur porn. Like if I'm looking at porn, if it is something that is more professional and scripted and whatever, I'm just like, I just have no tolerance or taste for it. It's just not my thing. Right. But if I'm looking at people who are in the moment, turned on by what's happening, everybody in the room is energetically aligned to that mm-hmm. thing that's going on, like it's really compelling. Right. And it's just, I'm watching someone who's like me. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at, you know, I have nothing against the mainstream no. porn no. world. But when I'm looking at some of those girls, I'm like, I can never be that. Yeah. Right. Like, that's not me. It's unrelatable. Exactly. Exactly. Even my husband says, you're my porn star. You're the best porn there is. You're right. like a real person like your ass shakes when I hit it like, yeah like, right it's hot that ripple effect <laughs> is real right exactly yeah and it's nice to watch we like watching it guys right. like watching it girls right. like watching it right you know it's it's so when you're when you're relatable like you said totally it just goes that much further so yeah I mean it just ended up evolving into what it is today and I'm still you know working on it and sure figuring my place but it's been a really good time and fun and I've met some amazing people yeah who are just authentically them yeah and it's so much better when you have friends you can bounce things off of you can talk about it you can say this is what i'm struggling with how do you get past this totally and it's just amazing well speaking of the friend thing i mean that's something you and i have been talking a little bit about too because we have this community I mean, you've talked a little bit to me about stepping into the lifestyle community with people whose containers look a bit different from you and your husband's. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's not always super relatable. And then we all got together. The first time you and I met was at a lifestyle party down in Houston, Texas. And there was this group of women, of course, my audience knows about Slut Sisters. Of course. They're here for it. They love it. And that is another thing. Like, that is another life in of itself. So we have you, your identity. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. Mm. I have a tribe now. Like, I have sisters. I have women that, like, really get into this with me. And from what I'm hearing from you, that has been a transformative experience for you. Your husband has seen it in you and said, this really brings out something different in you. Exactly. And I want to hear about that. So we were in the hot wife life and then migrated into swinger life. Mm -hmm. So we have some of our best friends are 
full swingers. They yeah. play together. They have sure. full swap. You know, the regular swinger yeah. life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we came from a different school and came into that, right? So a lot of times we struggle with figuring out everyone's dynamics. And I think I've talked about this on another podcast too. Like when you go into the swinger world, okay, do you play together? Do you play separate? Do you play the girl, boy? How, like how, do, how does Who's it all work? Who's taking what for the team? How are we doing this? Right. Are we taking one for the team or are we yeah. just going to say no, thank you? And, you know, you play or I'll watch or I won't watch. And there's just so many different dynamics in the swinger world. And I would get a lot of questions like, how come you don't let, you know, P play? Why doesn't he get to play? Like, why do you get to and he doesn't get to? I'm like, it's not that he doesn't get to, right? It's just not how we do it. Yeah. If he found a girl that he wanted to play with and the feeling was mutual and they wanted to get together, then great. Mm -hmm. I'm not against that. Yeah. But I would field questions like that continuously. And I'm just like, oh, this is daunting. Yeah. I don't really want to have to always explain my dynamic to you. Like, this is how we play. We like it this way. Right. It's been this way for years. We're evolving and enjoying the swing life. Mm -hmm. And we've made um, incredible friends Mm -hmm. in that life. But it's still not our regular way. So Mm -hmm. to go to an event that is geared towards the hot wife life and that type of play, Mm -hmm. it just worked. Yeah. You know, and then find other women that I don't have to explain my situation to all the time. You know, you guys all got it. (laughs) We're all doing the same thing here. (laughs) Like if your husband was there, chances are he was not playing. Right. You know really enjoying himself though exactly and so you know one set of friends looks at it like i'm purposely to him correct i'm purposely keeping him in the dark or not allowing him to Mm -hmm. do the things that he may want to do even though he doesn't want to well right they're putting on him that he should want to do something and he's like pretty content over here Mm -hmm. this works for me i'm enjoying myself but there's this judgment that you're feeling right. and that and and it's not malicious on Correct. their part it is just a difference in how we play mm-hmm. and what works for us and so they're not trying to do that it's just right. like a i don't get that like it's not something that computes for me right right and always having to explain it then made it like just not as enjoyable for sure for us you know cuz we're always like here we go. We're going to this event. Let's figure out what we're going to say. Right. Let's how. What's our party line here? Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. And in the meantime, we, you know, these people are our friends. We travel with them. Yeah. We love them. Yeah. You know, absolutely. and they love us yeah. too. So, you know, I've made some great friends, but to be down in Houston to find, you know, a bunch of women who literally live that same life mm. that we live was just refreshing yeah it was so great to not have to explain and then the camaraderie between my husband and all of your husbands and the other husbands yeah was this you know like we know that we live more of a stag vixen life and there Mm -hmm. were a lot of cuckolds there so there were we went to a party and most of the guys were caged and my husband's not caged and that's fine also fine right and but he was just like hey he's like shaking hands with guys in t-shirts and like no pants like yeah (laughs) And he's like, cool. Ah, these are my peeps. This All is right. who I am. Like, yeah, like it's fine. Yeah. We just both felt so comfortable in that environment that, you know, we signed up for the next three. Yeah. <laughs> Before we even left. Well, I think that's the thing. I think that what you're getting to is something that we all are looking for. We're all looking for like a belonging 
Right. And a place where we are just received, Mm -hmm. accepted, and able to just be. Yeah. In a way that's easy. And that's life. We all are looking for that. So to find that within a sisterhood and also then a brotherhood that's wrapped around that. Right. That for some, you know, some aren't partnered, some are partnered. Mm-hmm. It's, it, that's irrelevant. It's about creating that kind of tribalism for people to just be able to be in ease and flow with each other and right. just enjoyable space. Right. Yeah. And, and in that environment to just feel completely safe mm-hmm. with whatever you choose to do. And, you know, the single men that are there at these events also know that dynamic. Yeah. And they understand it and they know when to shake his hand, when to yeah. thank him. The etiquette is just there. You never have to ask for it. And there have been a lot of times at, you know, certain parties where men have come in and tried to, you know, cut kind him of off. Cut you off. Correct. Cut Your him partner. off. Right. Yeah. And, you know, or like, okay, we'll play at this party together, but then, hey, let's uh, get together next week. And I'm like, he's going to be there. So right. let's get that straight. Right. You know, and understand my dynamic first right, and foremost. Right, right. Right. Where at these events, it's it's just known. The first, Like there'll be so many times where they'll say, hey, to me. But then before even saying anything else, shake his hand, right. say hello. Building a rapport there too. Exactly. It's a we're in it together completely. Yeah. As much as he's not going to play with any women that are at this event. Right. right. And he knows that right. walking in. Right. Where I know like some of my friends would, I think their husbands would be like, oh, I want to play. Right. <laughs> and it's been the whole weekend in the corner. <laughs> right. It's like we don't even need to get into that, but right. it is just a difference in dynamics. Right. And it's a subtlety, mm-hmm. but it's a pretty important one. Exactly. <laughs> right. And so it is really nice to just be engaged where everybody's like, okay, mm-hmm. I understand that the rules of engagement for every couple, every individual might be different, but I'm at least super cognizant right. exactly. of the fact that there is a dynamic here that I need to inquire into and mm-hmm. like, okay, so what is... What is it for you guys? What do you enjoy? What right. is it that you are looking for? Right. Because if you're there with a partner, there is obviously something that you are, there's a negotiation happening somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so if you're going to step into this, understand you're part of that negotiation. And if I'm there by myself, then maybe it's a different situation. But like this is, this is what we're working with. And yeah. so it's nice to know that everybody can step into that on the same page and, you know, for those listening, this this event that we're talking about is really geared toward, it really is geared toward couples in some sort of open container interacting with single men. And it is very much focused on the wife and the pleasure of the wife, oftentimes. Correct. That is the common denominator amongst all the people at this event. And so it's like to step into something where, like you said, it is known, it is assumed that at the end of the day, me, Vixen, my pleasure here is paramount. Right. And everybody in this little triad, be it husband, be it single male, we are all about this woman right mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. <laughs> getting her needs met. That's and right. that's what we're all here to rally around. But I think what a lot of people don't understand is that by me getting my needs met, like you say, my husband's needs are also, are also met. Right. You know, well, and it that fuels is... a fire between the two of you that's separate from what is happening in that very... Right. So physically, I may be getting off, right? Yeah. But also, he's experiencing that... Yes. ...firsthand. Yeah. 
And so, you know, that's what I think what people don't understand about this dynamic. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love that you are bringing out to the world and our friend Scarlett is bringing out to the world yeah. and all the people who are talking about this lifestyle yeah. at nauseum yeah. <laughs> yeah. are getting that information out and what the myths behind this lifestyle that have been perpetuated forever. Yeah. Right. And we're just flipping the script on that and right. really saying, you know, these husbands are involved. Don't forget them because while I'm the one who's on the bed, he's the one who is sharing me. Mm -hmm. And it is about his pleasure. Mm -hmm. What And that's what people don't really understand about it. Yeah. And so when you go to these events that we're talking about, and it seems like it's just a bunch of, you know, horny wives getting it, right? Right. It's actually right. the husband who is... 100% involved. Yeah. And, you know, we spent a lot of years figuring that out. Yeah. You know, we watched a lot of bad cuck porn. For sure. Well, because there's so much of it I out know, there. I know. <laughs> to find our way in this yeah. lifestyle. And, you know, I would get to a, a date's house and maybe not check in. And that wasn't cool. And yeah. we, we had a lot of bumps in the road. Yeah. But the fact that we kept talking about it and, you know, right. he would tell me what would upset him and I would say, okay, you know, I'm sorry. And I would apologize and yeah. we would move on from that, but learn from it. Right. And the more we've stayed with it, yeah, we've learned how to navigate that piece of it. Because sometimes you get to a date and you're like hot and heavy. Yeah. And you kind of just get into it and you forget, he's not with me. Right. He can't see this. I need to I, I need to find it. Yeah. yeah. Give Connection me a second. Point here. Yeah. I need to connect. Right. So yeah. it, even if it's just a text to say, I'm here safe. Right. Now he's in. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. It's. We've done a lot of soul searching and learning. Yeah. The bumps, the the, mm -hmm. the navigating all of that. And like you really said, apropos earlier, we were talking about a particular situation where you had to remind somebody like, yeah, you might be seeing me in this video, but who's behind the camera? Right, right. Right? So, like, in that particular situation, you see that, like, there's involvement, mm -hmm. even if it's not in a way that people might expect. Right, right. Like you just said, there's a text check-in. Mm -hmm. That, in and of itself, is bringing somebody into the experience and that it is, like, I am not here alone. Right. I'm here as part of a bigger construct. Right. And yes, you might be in front of my face, but this person is no less present even if they're not here. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And that is one thing that we've definitely had to learn, or I should say me, honestly, if I'm honest sure. with everybody. Sure. Because, you know, you get that butterfly on your stomach, you're going on a date, it's like, oh, this is great. Right. And you get there and it's all hot and heavy and then, you know, you're like, oh, shoot. I didn't, there's a piece I haven't taken care of the way I want to take care of it. And and he will remind me <laughs> that I did not take care of it. You know, when you don't do that, it also, it also gives the wrong vibe to your date too, because right. now your date's kind of saying, oh, well, she didn't even right. talk so to I the husband. So uh, right. I don't have to worry about him because obviously she's not caring about what's right. going on. And that's not really the way it is. Yeah. And so you know, my actions. Super important. Yeah. The way that I react to a situation puts it out there for both parties. I you completely know? agree. That's been a huge learning for me even more recently with, you know, I love talking to women like you who are veterans in the lifestyle. And like you've said, you have 15 years, 15 plus years of really navigating what this is like, yeah. how it hits, every situation, the difficult moments, the moments that are easy and euphoric. And one of the things that I've learned is that, you know, 
there is no substitute for the responsibility that I can take for whether or not E feels like he has been brought into a situation because our dynamic up until now and in more, you know, at some of these lifestyle parties that we're talking about, it's much easier to wrap him in and mm-hmm. it's it's more present. But because of our parenting situations or because even just frankly taking responsibility here, I've at times been more comfortable going on dates by myself because I'm not always sure how to integrate all of this. Yep. It is my responsibility to find a way to make sure that there is a a trifecta present. Right. Rather, or triad rather, than just like this duality. Mm -hmm. And I have failed a lot. I have as well. At that. (laughs) And it is a learning point of how to do that in ways that are subtle, even if if it has to be subtle. You know, it's easy enough when the presence is there. Of course. But it's when it is a choice that we're like, okay, this is in person a dyad, but really in effect there is a triad here. How do we navigate that? Yeah. And it is my responsibility to make sure that my husband feels... The love. I mean, there's no other way to put it, right? Like he is, and I don't want to use the word allow, but he is sharing me, his prized possession, as he calls me, (laughs) with someone else. Mm -hmm. And it's honestly not that person's responsibility to make sure that my husband feels good. Right. It's ultimately mine. He's my husband. Yeah. And there have been plenty of times where I have like you said, I have failed. I failed. <laughs> right. And when I look back and I say, you know what? It would have been really easy for me to just, I parked the car in front of the guy's house. I could have sent a text. Yeah. And I just went to the door. Yeah. You know, and when you look at these things and you realize and you put yourself in his shoes. Yeah. I'd be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, so when I look at it like that, You're like, I say, oh, oh it's man, really not that up. hard to put that little bit of. Right. Effort in, right. you know, and that's all he wants. He mm-hmm. just wants to see that I'm thinking about him, about him when he's sharing me. Right. When you're so, out. And when, like you present. said, when you're at an event, it's easy because he's in the same room with you. He walks in right. with you. Right. <laughs> Part of it. Right. Behind unless the camera. It, unless it's a bingo card <laughs> and it says stay outside. And, and the bingo <laughs> card dictates that they are not present right. for you to get that square. <laughs> <laughs> but we then he's still that. there. You're like, okay, just go outside for five minutes. So right. The, that's come exactly back. Right. Yeah, you can come back in then and just give me a few minutes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. That's funny. So tell me about anything like things coming up for you. I know that there is a hot wife tour. The hot wife tour is coming to a city near you. <laughs> well, actually, maybe not unless you're in Vegas. Yeah. Another hot wife who is on Twitter and I were sort of joking around and said, we should go on tour. Yeah. And then poof, it exploded Yeah. into this hot wife tour. And we were going to try to do 10 days and do like four cities wow. in 10 days. Wow. And then that's we just, de- yeah. And we all decided like, Okay, maybe that's not a good idea because one, the travel logistics of it all, mm-hmm. and we're all moms. Right. So we're all like trying to figure out how we're going to get away for that long, you know, and have our husbands involved. It's easy if we have, you know, the husbands stay home, but we right. wanted them there. And yeah. So we're heading to Vegas in June. Okay. There are seven of us, I think. Holy cow. Wow. On the tour. And some of the women have representation. So they're working on getting some things together. Their managers, I guess, are setting up some fun stuff. 
and then we're setting up other fun events for us to do while we're in Vegas. And, awesome. Um, yeah, it should, we got a big suite and we're going to be having some fun. We are filming content. Yeah. So if you're in Vegas and you want to be, you have to be tested and you have to sign releases and <laughs> do all the fun paperwork. All the things. <laughs> but yeah, it should be a really good time. I'm excited. We're going to spend about five days in Vegas and wow, see what happens. Yeah. Five days in Vegas is like a year. It really is. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm going to be investing in Honeypot, I think. <laughs> Honeypot. Man, if they only knew <laughs> what we're using. <laughs> what we're using them for and and honestly they should be sponsoring my show <laughs> we should talk about that <laughs> oh faces and i should be getting the corner on the market for honeypot that's for sure i agree <laughs> i agree for those of you that don't know what we're talking about just get in touch with me privately and i'll share with you <laughs> <laughs> it helps it does help it's a very soothing uh antidote to mm. you know the downtime that we need when we are enjoying ourselves to the extent we are at some of these events. Yes, I know. My husband made sure to get a room for us that had a nice soaking tub. So beautiful. <laughs> I'll be in there at night relaxing. And when are you heading there? Oh, I'll be there June 7th through the 10th. Most of the folks are flying in on the 9th. They'll be there the 9th through the 12th. I can't okay. be there over the weekend. I have a So you're coming in early and leaving yeah. a early. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yep. Well, we'll make sure to put in here how everybody can find you on Twitter yeah. and your OnlyFans and all of that goodness. So we'll yes, make sure that people definitely. can find that. But thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, obviously, when you and I get together, we could, we, we have been talking for hours. We have been. <laughs> We're sharing a sliver of this with others, but I'm sure we'll have the opportunity again sometime. So. I hope so. I'm hoping that you do something at the next event and have, oh, have more of us on at the same there time. Will be, there will absolutely <laughs> be more of a broadcasted slut sister event for sure oh, absolutely yeah i would love that oh my god especially well, when we all get in the same room so it's fun yeah we can't stop talking over each other it'll be a four-hour podcast <laughs> People be like, there is no problem with doing it in segments part one part two part three there's no problem with that <laughs> that'll be fun oh my god well thank you so much i'm so glad this worked out i'm so glad you came here to boston because this is fantastic me too i've never been it's been such a fun time Your i wish the weather was amazing. a little warmer for you but you, you and me coming both. from you and me both but i'm coming from colorado That's right. so it's not like although the wind here is no joke yeah it's true it is no joke. I know. That's why they. That's why you couldn't be out on the water today. I was going to say the whale watching tour for today got canceled, but I'm not sad about that because that means <laughs> you might have been cold right now. I would have been cold <laughs> and I get to hang out with you a little bit Thank more. you so much. This was great. <laughs> Thank you so much. We'll absolutely have to do it again. We will. For sure. For sure. Uh, well, thank you all so much too and have a beautiful week. Thanks for joining Vixen and I for this conversation friends. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I know I did. And one of the things that I would love to enlist your help with is getting some more rates and reviews for this beautiful little show that I am enjoying putting out for all of you. If you have a moment and you feel so inclined, I would be indebted and grateful if you would go to either iTunes or Spotify and give me some feedback and hopefully it's five star. So if you're enjoying Sexual Alchemy, spend a little time to do that for me. It would be a great help to me and it would mean the world. Have a beautiful week. <laughs>